So I got to tell you this, I never do this, and, and I'm trying to get into the tech world, uh, but everybody's telling me it's not a good idea. I don't, I'm not sure. So I took some notes, and I wrote them down on my phone. <laughs> probably not good, but we're going to try it today, and I probably won't ever do it again. I'll repent, I promise. Uh, rise with me, let's pray, so we can get back on track. <laughs> what the heck? I'm looking at my phone, I'm going, what the heck? Just tell me, just do this, don't do it anymore. This is bad. <laughs> Lord, we just want to thank you for this day and ask you to bless us moving forward um, with all the things we get and got to do. Um, we just ask that you uh, show us the way through your Holy Spirit and uh, help correct bad theology and uh, pray for this country today. We pray for Israel today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Now make some noise. Applaud the Lord. Good night. Hey, did you guys get rained on here or what? I mean, uh, I was at uh, my grandson's uh, football game and uh, out west there. And my gosh, it was rain, 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 rain. But that's the time, uh, and God knows what we need. Um, so... Um, Rain and uh, football and the leaves turning and hot coffee and wow, uh, yeah, and uh, food and deer hunting and all that. Um, let's look at let's look at your bulletin because uh, there are a few things in here that we need to make sure that we cover. Uh, they're they're vitally important. So uh, I guess this Tuesday it would be is our um, fall festival. So be here, we're going to ride ponies and uh, do uh, hay rides, and then the fight night is on the 10th, uh, honoring veterans. Uh, so we honor veterans here at our church, so clap and applaud for them. Love them. Uh, still flying red, white, and blue till God comes back to get us, amen? Um, and, and just so you know, I'm not going to keep repeating it. If you don't get tickets now, you won't get in. It's, it's going to be a sellout probably over, twice over, um, and uh, so get your tickets, and we'll uh, get to watch some great fights, uh, and then after that, we can probably do some marriage counseling for you guys in there, and, uh, and raise awareness and help all our wonderful veterans out there, so uh, cool that uh, Shell Johns put a uh, flip your page. It says, Lord, today I am thankful for. Just start just, just start writing down what you're thankful for, and your, and your whole day will change. Um, first, thankful we're inside a nice warm building. Holy Spirit's here. You're here. I'm here. Uh, it's it's kind of cool to be in church, isn't it? Um, turn with me into uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 12, verses 28 through 29, and I want to thank everybody uh, uh, who was on the show with me on the Jamie Allman show on Friday morning? Friday morning, that was so awesome, Amen. and uh, just got a lot of great comments in, in all that. And I thank Jamie and all the staff down there at, at the iHeartRadio. It was just wonderful, wonderful experience. Uh, finally, found somebody that loves the Lord and loves the flag as much as I do. So that's a great partnership. Amen. 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 Go ahead, go ahead and take a drink real quick, and we'll, we'll get into this. So Hebrews 12, 28, and 29. Um, 
and don't forget about your Samaritan's Purse uh, gift boxes for Christmas. I'm reading out of King James today. It says, wherefore, we receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved. And I'm going to go back and I'll plug in the, the, the things that we're missing here in this, in this story. Um, and I took some notes. That's why I put them on my phone. Um, the Apostle Paul is talking here to uh, the, the people who are wanting to go back to Judaism. That's what this, that's what this book is about. We, we, we have bad theology that has plagued us through, through history, and some people think that, that um, grace is not enough. Some people think uh, that it's works-based theology or predestined theology, and I'm here to correct bad theology today Amen. through the Word of God. Amen? Amen? So basically, that's what the Apostle Paul's doing when he writes this book uh, of Hebrews. And he says, Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. So our goal is to be reverent before the Lord. Not take his name in vain. You know, not, you know, not be swearing and, uh, and make sure when we come to church that we're, we're comfortable, but we're still reverent. Say that with me. We're comfortable, but we're reverent. So you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to put on the ritz. You don't have to dress a certain way. God knows if you're reverent or not. You can put all the clothing on you want, but it doesn't make it any more holy than the person next to you. Amen. Uh, so God wants reverence. So here's this, I want to cover this one. It says, for our God is a consuming fire. Amen. In the end, we know what happens. We don't have to get into that whole thing. But the consuming fire is a, is a principle, a biblical principle of God's word purifying everything. That's what this is about. And he, and he talks about this in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Um, and you can go back that if you're note-taking and you're putting that in your margin of your Bible, write that down, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 17. And it talks about God's word being a consuming fire. Now, I know sometimes... As we go along in society in 2023, you need to understand this. This could be the word of the day. So, so hashtag this. So if you're, yeah, and I don't know how to hashtag, but I just said it. <laughs> I have no idea how to hashtag, and I don't know what it means, but it sounded pretty hip. So I could use words like this today. Um, so if your wisdom is coming from your culture, you're not wise. And I, and, I, and I know that's unsettling to some people because they think, well, we're, we're, really, we're really advancing. You're not advancing. You're, your computer and your phone and your, uh, you know, all these things that are going on out there. And uh, what is it when they uh, are trying to like, clone? is it IE or what is it, EI or whatever? Yeah, E-I-E-I-O. Oh. You don't want me in charge of anything, do you, right now? Uh, so it's, what it's meant to do is duplicate somebody. Do we really need another duplicate, you know, to be duplicated? So, it, so we need to celebrate how God has made each one of us. 
Because let's be honest, I mean, how much more could we stand if there was another one of me out there like, oh, man, we really... So we need, we need to celebrate how God has made me. And, and here's, here's what you need to understand. God's not done with you yet. You probably, some of the people that you go to church with, God still needs to work on them. Go ahead and applaud because you're sitting next to them and they're... Do you guys... I'm not doing it. Go back to 12.1 uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll pray. There's, there's too much here. To, but it's all about the breakthrough benefits of being thankful. So just be thankful that you're here. I'm here and let's make the best of it. God is good. And, 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 he's, and Jesus is, is still on the throne. And I said he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Amen. Okay. Uh, 12.1. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which does not so easily beseed us. And let us run with patience the race is set before us. So if we're going to run the race that is set before us, we have to lay aside all evil sin. Watch this, look at me. Not celebrate it. Amen. That was almost like a golf club. We're like, uh. Don't celebrate sin. Don't be around people or groups that celebrate sin. Because God said judgment will fall on you as much as it does the people who are committing the sin. And, and some of you guys are going, well, I wonder if that's really biblical. Romans chapter 1. He doesn't leave any margin for error for people who support people who celebrate sin. He lumps you right in there with them. Can I keep preaching? Well, I'm about to. Verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that has set before him endured the cross, despising, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Um, let's turn the house lights down. Just a fuzz. I'm going to pray for you. And... Uh, you know, sometimes you and I can get distracted in, in life's, I call it scuttlebutt. Is that a word, scuttlebutt? That sounds pretty important, so I said it. You get so busy that you, you really don't think you're blessed, and we all know living in America as a Christian, you're as blessed as you possibly can be. Anything you get after, hey, anything you get after salvation is a bonus. I got a lot of stories to tell, so be ready, church. Let's pray. Put your hand on somebody's shoulder. Lord, we just, you got us here. We tried to wiggle out of it. We tried to, we tried to tell our friends that our car didn't run and our tire was flat, and we didn't feel good. But you got us here despite all the, the things. We, we had a breakthrough today, God. 
And we love you for it. We, we love for you straightening us out. And we're looking forward to that day when you come back to get us. Uh, until then, we'll continue to beat the drum. And, and, and we'll continue, to, um, we'll continue to, to yield only to you and your spirit and not be consumed by the, uh, the world's silliness. And uh, we ask today that the offering be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let the basket come by, turn up the lights, and uh, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Now, I purposely did not preach this whole message during the tithing segment because I didn't want the church thinking I was hawking the church for money. So I did this afterwards. And I want to tell you a little bit about it. And uh, I pray that the Lord will help you learn how to be grateful uh, in receiving and in giving. And I'm getting you and your family ready for the holidays. Remember that. So I want to get good at uh, giving and receiving. There's, there's times when you're going to give and there's times you're going to receive. And, and some of you guys like me, it's, it's tough to be a receiver. It just is. It's hard to, it's hard to get blessed. I, I sometimes only like people buy me a cup of coffee. I'm like, oh, I got it. I, I think that sometimes we think that we're a little holier if we you know, act like we don't need help. It's not help. It's a blessing. And, and, and let me say, can I set the stage for this? So... When you're so in here, we're going to talk about the collection that the Apostle Paul is taking up for the church in Jerusalem. And if I was to take you back to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, he talks about that. And, and uh, he says, I'm going to be coming. I'm going to be coming with some people from Macedonia. Uh, he said, make sure, that you're, make sure that you're ready and make sure that you're prepared. So when I come, you're not bumbling around going, ah. you ever do that? I mean, like back in the day when you, when you go and... And like it's time to pay you. Yeah. You ever see Todd when you like, mm. <laughs> say this with me? Can you get me on the next one? <laughs> say that right now. Say, can you get me? <laughs> Dude, we knew that when you came in. <laughs> we knew you wasn't going to pay. <laughs> we 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 pencil that in. And now after you get born again, like I got a, like a 50 like in my wallet and I, I look at it, I almost, I don't, I'm a Christian so I don't covet. But I'm looking at that 50, I'm like, man, there ain't no way I'm breaking that puppy. It's like breaking a covenant. Oh yeah, I'm keeping the 50. Amen. So the Apostle Paul, and, and it sounds silly, but actually that's what the Apostle Paul is addressing here. He's saying you need to learn how to, to be blessed and be a blessing. And then when I come for the offering, you're not bumbling around with your wallet. And then he also says to make sure that I'm not embarrassed. Did you ever do that? Like, you, I mean, you guys don't, but I mean, you've heard of people that went to other churches that got embarrassed. They're like, man, you need to come to my church. It's the best church in the world. <laughs> and, and you finally get the guy. The guy ain't been to church in, in 15 years. He finally gets in. He's like, oh my gosh. There's that embarrassing person meeting us at the door or whatever, you know. The Apostle Paul doesn't want that. He wants the best 
ambassadors he can get to carry the offering into Jerusalem. Amen. It's no different than your business. You would never hand off something really important to a dodo bird. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> get that in there. Amen. You're like, oh, no, did he really? Oh, my gosh, he gave it to him. You don't do, <laughs> good friends don't do that. Um, for us touching the ministers, the minister, I'm in uh, 2 Corinthians 9. So I kind of set this up for you. Uh, ministering to the saints, for me to write to you, for I know the forwardness of your mind. For what I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was ready a year ago. So if you was to go back into 16, uh, 1 Corinthians 16, he was talking about, I'm going to be coming by. I'm going to be coming, uh, I'm going to be coming from Macedonia with some Macedonian people. And I'm going to come by your church in Corinth and Corinth, and I'm going to pick up an offering. So I'm just kind of, I'm kind of fast forwarding it and, um, it, it's 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 a great story. There's there's a backstory. There's always a backstory to to a good story. Yet I have sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf. So I told you about that. He goes, man, I don't want to be embarrassed. Don't embarrass me. Can I tell you about being embarrassed? Yes. Do you want to hear about it? I, I told the. Uh, the first services, and I'm glad they're gone, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm just joking. So I go to my uh, grandson's football game, and I haven't been to one all year. You know how you, you kind of get built up? Guys, you know, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going, and we are drinking some coffee. Can you imagine me driving like two and a half hours to go see a football game? I've already had an energy drink, and now I'm on this pot of coffee, and I'm going to my grandson's game, and he's probably watching him. Uh, and we get down there, and before I get there, I told my son, I said, now you tell Chase that I haven't been to a game all year, and I'm going I'm to, woo, I'm going to bring it. <laughs> Is there any parents or grandparents in here? Yeah. Boy, you guys are a lively bunch. <laughs> so they're all sitting up in the top of the bleachers, and it's colder than you know what, and it's raining and everything. And uh, I didn't even sit down. I was like Jimmy Crack Corn and Jack in the Box all in one deal. <laughs> I mean, I was, right? I don't even know that. I was almost like levitating across the... And come down out of the bleachers, and I'm right there. So there's the football field, there's the track, and then there's the there's the the metal fence, and they put it up for crazy grandpas like me, because you know if that fence wasn't there, I'd be. So wherever Chase was, say this with me, I was. Now say embarrassing. So I was doing stuff like I see you six, come on. Yeah, and, I'm, and then as it goes, you get more and more pumped, and as he caught a touchdown pass, like, oh, yeah, we can do that all day long. <laughs> and everybody turns around like, whose grandpa is that? It's got to be mine. <laughs> Amen? 
But here's the deal. It's embarrassing, but it's truly who I am, and it's passion I have. Oh, you're not hearing me. Can't, can't you have passion about what's going on in your family's life? I mean, I mean, I got a game to win. Oh, I'm in the game. They're probably going to bring him back again. And I'm like right over the top of the cheerleaders are like, they're like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> the Apostle Paul said he didn't want to be embarrassed when he comes. Um, so let's see what he says here. Um, verse 5. He says, therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty. So he's talking about the offering. Where he had noticed before, the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not of his covetedness. So he said, not because of, we need it, but because, we, uh, because they need it. And when somebody needs it, that not only does the need get met, but it also blesses God. Amen. So it's not just about we're meeting your needs. It also blesses God. And, and who knows? I don't know. Maybe, maybe on the football team they were waiting for some crazy grandpa to drive 200 miles. Says, so anybody got the passion that we got? I said, I do. I got, I got the passion. I got something for everybody on the team. That's what the apostle Paul's saying right here. He said, he said I, I'm here to encourage the brethren. Well, I'm here to encourage Central Methodist University, I'm here to encourage y'all, regardless of the score. I wonder what it would be like if we could just encourage one another Amen. daily. Amen. I, think the, I think the world would be a better place, don't you? I told my wife over and over, I said, Keith, I just don't understand why people can't be kind to one another. Why do you got to be nasty to somebody? Why does anybody got to be nasty? It's, it, it's just as easy to bless somebody as it is to be nasty about it. Don't you just feel like calling them out on that? I mean, like the girl, you know, boy, you're, you're kind of nasty today. Say that with me. You're kind of nasty. That's what my mom would say. Oh, you know, when you get out of bed, you're like, oh, you know. Uh... In your mind, back then, your mom might play along for a little bit. But after a while, it's like, hey, boy, you better straighten up. But this I say, I'm verse uh, in 9-6, and, and this is the reason why I didn't do it during tithing. It says, but I say this, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And, and he which sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. And we believe that. I mean, that's just, a, that's just a physical principle. If you don't put much in your workouts or your Bible reading or your casting seed up, you ain't going to get nothing back. Amen. You can wish in one hand and... We don't talk like that in church. But don't you feel like saying it to somebody sometime? You can... Oh, yeah. Amen. It needs to be said. Hey, you don't put nothing out, you ain't getting nothing. 
You don't, you don't put any, you don't put any effort out. You ain't going to get nothing. You can't be good at something and not uh, practice. Amen. Hallelujah. I feel better now. Verse seven. So here's what he says. So we know now we're going to start investing a little bit more and quit back and quit sitting back and criticizing everybody else who's trying to do something. Just look at your neighbor and say, at least I'm doing something. Say it, just say it right now. Say, at least I'm doing something. Amen. At least I'm doing something. Hey, it might be wrong, but at least I'm doing something. When you're breaking in an apprentice, you're hoping they're doing something. There's nothing to aggravate me more. You know, I just didn't know what to do. Well, I know one thing you ought to do. You ought to move. You got, you got moss growing on you. I'll go construction on you in a minute. Hold on. When they don't know what to do, just tell them to do push-ups till you get back. Here it is, seven. This is every man. So this is about learning how to be thankful and the benefits of being thankful. Everything don't have to work out your way. Just be thankful that you got a way. Every man according as he is purposed in his heart, so let him, let him give, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So when you're giving, you ought to be shouting, praise God, I'm... God, you've allowed me to have something and I'm the steward of it and all you require back is a portion. Amen. Don't struggle with that because you're wasting your time. I've poked holes in that bad theology forever. Some people at some churches think you don't have to tithe or participate. Man, that's, that's bad, bad theology. Bad theology. And that's why some people are actually broke, to be real honest with you. Because they don't know how to give. All they're wanting is to, I'll move on. You're, they're coming to your Thanksgiving Day dinner. Tell them to bring a turkey this time. I mean, straight up, just tell them, say, why don't you bring a turkey and bless me this year? I mean, it, I mean, Grandma gets, all right, I'm going there. I'm going there. My grandma used to get up at a.m. And, and, and some of us was still heathens. And waltz in there and then start start in. Or did you ever see somebody when they, let me just bypass this. She's cooking every, you bypass and start putting your hand and stuff on the, on the table. And let's be honest, before Thanksgiving, you know the night before you was tore up. Instead of being that person, why don't you bring something instead of taking something? I'll take an applause out of there. I'm just, hey, I'm just trying to help grandma this year. And your grandma never said anything. You know why? Because she's got godly character. She's like, she said, I'm hoping by, she said, I'm hoping by the way I exemplify Christ-like behavior, one day that grandchild of mine will come to saving grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Because if I didn't, if I didn't have godly character, I'd smack the mess out of you right now. You smell and look like something the cat drug in. And you can say Amen. 
because she wants to say it. I said it for her. As it, okay. Verse 9, as it is written, he dispersed abroad and he give, uh, and he is given to the poor. His righteousness remains forever. Now who he ministers seed to the sower, both minister and bread for food, will multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. And I don't know about you, but I love God's multiplication. I love God's multiplication. I just think I think it's fantastic. Anything you give to God uh, with with a good heart, He can multiply. Something you've been working hard for over and over again, and all of a sudden you finally get it out of your hands and put it in God's. He'll do something with it, just lickety split. And that's what he wants to do with you today. He's wanting you to take all that stuff you've been holding on to and wrestling and trying to fix it and fix people around you. He said, why don't you give me your stuff so I can fix you first and then after you get fixed, you can go help other people. Hey, hey. Don't you wish the people that tried to help you were fixed before they tried to fix you? I'm not looking at any of you guys. Everybody walks out of here and goes, oh, did you tell them what was going on with us? <laughs> All the husbands and wives, they do that. They'll call me on the phone and go, did, he, did she tell you? I go, no, but go ahead. You're telling on yourself. Go ahead, Einstein. Let her rip. <laughs> Amen. I'm having fun even if you ain't, so let's keep going. <laughs> Verse 11, he says, being enriched in everything and all bountifulness which causes, uh, causes through us thanksgiving to God. And I told you about that. So we have a need there and we can help that need because the church is supplied well. And not only does the need get met, but it blesses God. Amen. And, and I, was, I was telling the church, I said, you know, Somebody came to me and was, was talking about, yeah, well, this particular nursing home needed some, I don't know, whatever, some Bibles or some socks or some clothes or whatever. And I said, you know, if somebody came to me and they said, hey, you know, my mom is at uh, such and such, and it looks like, looks like their carpets could be cleaned. Amen? I mean, have you ever been in a... I mean, just, let's just get on. And they're not around in our neighborhood, but in like in other states. And you walk in there and you do this with me. You're like, man, we could clean these carpets, couldn't we? So not only, not only does the need get met, but it blesses God thinking that half Bible is, is a great ambassador of the things they've been entrusted to so they can help other people. So when they walk in, they will be blessed by something that they did. Verse 12, for the administration of this service not only supplies the, the one of the saints, but is abundant also to make many thanksgivings unto God. While by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God, for you have professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and to all men. So that's what we'll be known as, is 
as liberal givers, as liberal, and not just money, but liberal givers of your time, liberal give, givers of your talent, liberal givers of your, of your love. Let's just, let's just be vessels of spreading love to people. Amen. I mean, because I, I told you before, Christianity only works on the basis of love. Right. It doesn't work any other way. It's not like other religions. Christianity doesn't hate people. Stand up with me. I'll get it so you can get it down in your system. Christian, look at me. Christianity doesn't hate people. And it's contrary, Dave, to what people think in the world. They are Christians or haters. No, we're not haters. We're just truth tellers. Here's the deal. I got to tell the truth, not because I'm a pastor, but because I'm a Christian. There's a standard set in the word of God that I am to be a truth teller. I love people too much to lie to them. I'm not going to lie to your children when they walk in here. I'm not going to lie to you when you walk in here. You don't want to invite your family, invite your friends and all these people and the pastor be up there telling them all this stuff. I'm trying to find it like a Greek word. Oh, we need a Greek word here. Amen. We love, we love your families and we love them people. And we, and we let God straighten them out. I promise you, no one's going to straighten out your family members. Nobody straightened out you. It's only by the love of God and Jesus Christ and what was paid at the cross at Calvary. You know, Um, we can bring it down just a little bit. Um, there's so there's so much bad in the world, but the good outweighs the bad. I don't I don't look at everything as through a, a, a skewed lens like oh it's bad out there man and it, it's good. I watch look at this class. I got it good. I got it. I ain't got it bad. I, you can't slap me with that. See, after I got saved, anything, watch this, anything after salvation is nothing more than just a blessing. You don't deserve anything, but after salvation, if you live by the rule book, all society would be better. Amen. So here's where we finish this up. And by their prayers for you, which long after you, for the exceeding grace of God in you, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Diane, I already told you that. There is no way that my life could get any better or, 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 or more joyous. And I'll leave you with a story. So, when I, um, when I was at the football game, last time I was at the football game, I was with my dad. Do you know, do you know how great it is to be in a football game with, with, watch me now, with your dad, me being the grandpa, my son and my grandson playing? 
I wish the church would talk to me. There's, hey, watch, watch this, Jack. There's four generations. And I've told you this before. It don't get any better than that. And I wish he was there yesterday, so he couldn't be there. But I, I told my grandson and my son, I said, I got grandpa's jacket on and I got his shoes on today. And and when he, he seen me when he seen me number six seen me he turned around and he went just like this to me I'd give my life savings You would. Some of your friends and family have already been up and yonder, they're already there, and you go, I would, I would get, I would give, I'd clear out my bank account just to see your dad or your mom or your children or your grandchildren just to go, or just give you this. That's right. Anything, just, just that for one, for 10 seconds, you go, I give all the money in the world for that. Don't tell me you wouldn't. You get rid of your, your big house and your boats and all your things, all your fancy stuff, just to see them one more time. Say that with me one more time. Oh, Lord, one more time is all I want. Mrs. Giese said, you got it through the blood of my son, Jesus Christ. I got you, didn't I? If you're born again like my dad was, and I am and my son is, and my grandchildren are, we're all going to see each other one day. Amen. Amen. Isn't that cool? Amen. And, 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 and driving home in the rain and being tired and your defroster not really working real well, that can't taint what God has done. The devil, devil ain't powerful enough to steal Oh, you didn't hear me. What, what God has planted in my spirit. Amen. And that's biblical. You can look it up in John chapter 10. The devil isn't strong enough to remove me out of my daddy's hand. And the Bible, Bible says, I and the Father are one. Now, I'm going to ask you this question real quick. Because I don't know where y'all are going. I don't know if you guys are going to a football game today, soccer game or whatever. But that child that you're watching on that field, he better know that you're an ambassador for God. It don't do no good to send your kids all over the country and hockey and motocross and soccer and football and wrestling and all that stuff and them not be born again. It don't mean anything. If you really love them, you'll teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when the roll is called up yonder, you'll be there and so will he. Hey, hey. Woo, Lord Jesus, help us. So let me talk to you first, to you that are here and on the live stream broadcast. Have you ever accepted the free gift of salvation that only God can give? Do you remember that day? I do. I remember that day. I'll always remember that day. 
Eddie, I'll remember that. It's seared in my mind. In, in my baptism, I remember in my heart. I remember who was with me and when it happened and all that. And you might be in the church today and say, Pastor, I don't remember that. Look at me. Don't leave this building until you have that memory. I'm telling you, don't leave this building. You say, I don't have that memory, Pastor. I don't remember the day I got saved. I don't remember the day I got baptized. That's why we hold church, is to get them saved. So I'm going to pray for you right now. And I believe that God's going to save somebody right now, right smack dab where they're at. I mean, just uh, if, you're a, if you're a mature believer, would you join your faith with mine right now? Just join faith with me. We're going to pray these people right into heaven. It, it might be one man or one woman right here, right now. We're going to pray them into heaven. Are you ready? Let's do it together. My friend, my, my dear friend, male or female, do you remember the day you gave your life to Jesus Christ? You say, Pastor, I don't remember that day. Or if you're on live stream, we're praying for you too. This could be the most important message I've ever preached. So here's the deal. Just say, no, I don't remember that day, but today I would like to give my life to Jesus. And that's what it says in 2 Corinthians 6, 2. Today is the day for salvation, not tomorrow. Today, see him? Today's the day, Lubke. Phillips. Just shoot it up there right now and be bold before the Lord. So that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus right there. Raise your hand right there. And I'm going to pray for you right there. I see you right there. Father, I want to pray for that person right there. That they receive salvation through the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. And what was done at the cross at Calvary 2,000 years ago. That they realize that they're a sinner and their sin is offensive to you. They want to be saved here and now. Here and now. Just ask the Lord right now. Just, just say it with your mouth. Save me, God. Save me. I see you. I see you. Say it to him. Say, save me, God. I'm a, I'm a sinner. I'm in need of the blood of your son, Jesus. Oh, church, don't leave. Save my soul. And now help me live for you. I'm a born-again believer now by what the Word says. And we want to celebrate that today with you, my dear friend. If you prayed that prayer the first time in your life here today, would you join me down here? I see you down here. Come on down. I want you to come on down too, brother. You right there, brother. Come on down. I want to pray for you right now. The saints ought to be applauding right now about people getting saved. Church, we need to pray. Come on down and lay some hands on his brother. I can't tell you how mad right now the devil is, Lupke. I, I imagine, I imagine that the, the struggle was, was spiritually overwhelming when Eddie and his friend came in. You know what was happening in the heavenlies? Moss. 
they was fighting to go, he's going to get there. And he, and he carved out a way and he, he blocked all the traffic and the uh, potential accidents. He said, we got to get this young man to church. And then we got to get to church in him. So when he walks out here, Jesus, oh, Tim, all is well. And this young man right over here in the red sweatshirt, somebody's got to get some hands on him too. Hallelujah. We got two people getting saved. We got a revival going on here. Hey! Oh, you can't stop what the Lord's doing. You can't stop it. You know he tried. That crafty little booger. We're going to keep praying. So let me pray, Lord. For these souls, a revival has started in this church today. We are, we are here, and, and we believe that people can still be saved. Amen. We believe that we have defeated the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. Yes, Lord. And these men are going to heaven by their confession. Yes. And the church said amen. amen. Applaud him like you love him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.